Hey, Popoff fans, this is Justin, and we know you haven't heard from us in a while, but the fact is, is that my co-host moved. RJ moved to Hollywood, and what am I going to do? So what did I do? I gave him his own podcast. Uh, you can hear his podcast uh, here on the Unlight Podcast Network. It is uh, Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, and it is a lot of fun. So go over there and listen to that, um, because uh, RJ still has fun things to say just with Garrett instead of with me, um, and he's talking about uh, how he is uh, trying to make it out there in Hollywood, which is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, so, um, meanwhile, I have been working very, very hard on ninjas versus monsters. Uh, and so it has not given me a lot of time to, uh, find a new co-host. Uh, so that is basically why you haven't heard pop off in a while, but, uh, I promise you it will be coming back in some for another, some form or another, uh, as time goes on. And as we get to the near, get nearing the end of shooting ninjas versus monsters. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean that we have, uh, stopped finding things to talk about uh the avengers is coming out really really soon and as a precursor to that since we did all the other all the other avengers films i thought i'd take just a couple minutes and talk about a film that i have now seen three times cabin in the woods now uh Spoilers, if you haven't seen it, we're going to go in depth uh, in the next five, ten minutes about what it's about um, and what it is and why I like it as much as I do. Um, Cabin in the Woods is a film that is written by Joss Whedon, who wrote and directed The Avengers and also Buffy and Angel and Firefly and Dollhouse and Dr. Horrible and Alien Resurrection. OK, but and Toy, and Toy Story 3. Um, and this is a guy whose work I followed really, really intently and uh, who's really inspired my writing style to a certain extent. Um and Cabin in the Woods is his and uh, Drew Goddard, who co-wrote it with him and who directed the film, uh, their take on um, on horror. Um, they did want to make a horror movie. They decided to call it Cabin in the Woods. And it does, in fact, feature a cabin in the woods. Outside of the fact that it features a cabin in the woods, it is in no way what you think. So, again, if you haven't seen the movie, this is going to ruin a lot of great stuff for you. So stop listening. Go see the movie and come back. This is more just for you to I'm hoping that people listening right now have seen the movie and are chiming in to see what someone else thinks about it um uh the movie uh uh, took South by South, Southwest uh, by Storm. It's a film festival that uh, it just was seen as the the highlight of that festival. Um, got incredibly good reviews, reviews in the 90s uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was really surprised when I saw the cinema score, which is what the uh, viewers thought of it, seemed to be really split. There were a lot of people who didn't dig it. As a matter of fact, I went with uh, with my very, very good friend Daniel Ross, who you know as Kyle from Ninjas vs. Monsters. He and I went out to go see it, and when we, when we went out to go see it he loved it i loved it he then took uh his fiance camilla to see it and she just didn't dig it at all and he doesn't understand i don't understand i don't understand how people can't find this to be one of the most entertaining movies of all time and yet watching it i know that there are a bunch of people who won't get it that i feel like there's stuff that that people won't get people won't understand uh the tone it's trying to strike and maybe it's because I am so 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 acquainted with Joss's tone that this seemed to be in the pantheon of Joss works this seemed like many other things to be it's all all at once deadly serious scary hilarious making fun of itself meta snarky um, and it's all those things that that I like so much about Joss that maybe people who aren't well acquainted with with what he does and how he does it maybe they wouldn't dig it as much. Um, so I maybe I get that, but man, is this an entertaining entertaining movie? So it follows five friends, um, five friends who go uh, to a cabin in the woods. Haha. Um, you have uh, 
uh, and I forget all the character names, Chris Helmsworth. Um, you have, uh, I'll, I'll call them by their archetypes. You have the virgin who is not really a virgin, uh, but she um, has sort of virginal qualities. The academic who is actually also an athlete, uh, uh, the athlete who is also kind of an academic, the whore who is actually a pre-med student and the fool who is actually the wisest of the bunch of them played by Franz Kranz, um, who I love, uh, who is um, Topher in Dollhouse and this he plays the character of Marty. Um, the virgin is Dana, the whore is Jules, and I forget Krim, Chris Helmsworth and the other guy's character names but the those are the five that are going and those are the archetypes that they fulfill over the course of the movie what you find out um is that they're going to a cabin in the woods that is uh the athletes uh the and by the way when i say whore it's i'm not calling her a whore that it's in the film so don't get mad at me it's not my thing um but they're uh the athletes chris helmsworth's uh cousin has has this beautiful cabin in the woods and they're all going to see it well it turns out um that beneath this is um a giant almost like military industrialized complex that has complete control over this. And this is uh, hinted at through the, through the beginning of, of the film. Um, and then you find out by the end of the film, that yes, they do have complete control. Um, and the three characters there are, uh, are essentially two workers, uh, two kind of snarky uh, kind of died in the wool professionals for this, uh, for this complex who are just sort of, just sort of mundane humdrum in the way they do their job, which is to murder these five kids in interesting ways. Um, you have a security guard who doesn't approve of how kind of snarky and callous they are about it. And then uh, another scientist from the chem department played by Amy Acker, um, who uh, who I love from Angel that some people don't like from Angel, um, from Angel and Dollhouse. Um, and uh, the the four of them, are basically overseeing the murder of these five uh, these these five people. Now I'm not going to go totally into the plot. We could talk forever about the plot. The plot is very involved. The plot synopsis would take me ten times longer to get through because by the end, of course, you find out that that the complex underneath has been controlling everything, has been forcing them uh, to change their personality through uh, through drugs that they're releasing in the air. So they do, instead of becoming the well-rounded characters they are, they do become the virgin, the academic, the athlete, the whore. And they're trying to make the fool become the fool. But in fact, he's got some really good weed, which has made him immune to everything that they're trying to do. Because of that, he's the one that realizes what's going on. Given the opportunity to... Uh, it's worth noting that that a third of this movie becomes this sort of zombie redneck torture movie um, where torture redneck zombies show up to kill them. That's because they go into a basement and they invoke them to come. But the basement is filled with things that could have invoked any number of other things that would come and kill them. Um, and it turns out that the complex underneath has a giant warehouse filled with every kind of monster you could ever imagine that if they had done the right thing would invoke that monster to come kill them. Uh, it turns out that beneath uh, us are giant evil gods and the giant evil gods must be appeased with a ritual sacrifice. Um, and in the case of this one in the United States, the ritual sacrifice must uh, include the ritualized death of a fool, a virgin, an athlete, an academic and uh, and a whore. Um, and so the 
in other countries, I guess it's not the same. Uh, in Japan, it looks like it has to be children. It looks like it needs to be a village and other places. But in this case, it's these five, which is, of course, what we're used to seeing when we go to see your typical horror movie. And that's what the movie does. I'm not going to go completely into the plot, like I said, but the movie does take a look at what what we uh, appreciate as a horror movie. And the ritual of that, that it is usually these characters, these characters are, are very kind of rote for the horror, the horror genre, and that the child, giant evil gods, I believe, are us, the audience. We want to see these characters die in this way, and these characters, in this case, and the, particularly the virgin, the, the Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, it's that character that we like to see succeed at the end, the Sidney Prescott from Scream, um, and in this case, the Dana, who we want to see um, succeed. We are the giant evil gods that, that love seeing these characters die in these ways um, in our horror movies. Uh, and it really kind of asks the question, why? Why, you know, why do we need to see evil be punished? Why are we angry with youth? Why is it important to have the booby shot? Um, uh, and it really deconstructs the horror genre to the point where now, if I ever see the horror genre again, um, which of course I will, cause I love especially the slasher genre, which is really what a lot of this is. Um, I am going to find myself remembering these characters as the archetypes and getting an understanding of what the archetypes are. Now the movie implodes on itself at the end, uh, in a huge, wonderful way. Um, when all the monsters are released and we get to see just a bloodbath, a 20 minute bloodbath, uh, followed by, um, a really dark ending, um, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, and I want to talk real quick about that ending and about sort of the structure and pacing of the movie, which I really appreciate as a guy who's making movies I'm watching and I'm going, wow, they paced this perfectly. The first act is so totally one thing. You're getting to know the characters. There's no violence. You're setting up a mystery. The second act starts very, very clearly at the moment that the, that the zombie redneck family are raised and you get a third of the movie is just about that. And then you go, you go from your teen comedy or teen basic horror setup to that for the, you almost have the entire horror movie as you would normally have it in the first two acts and then you get to the third act which is the deconstruction plus the 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 absolute blowout violence um that occurs it's its own movie it's almost a sequel to the first half of the movie um and what i like about the movie is that it didn't take me long to figure out what was going on probably by half an hour in I kind I was understanding basically what this quote-unquote secret was um, by the end of the second act I was understanding totally what the secret was but the fun thing is is that in the first third of the movie you're trying to figure it out so as you're getting to know everyone your brain is engaged in such a way that you're like oh I, what is this what is it? you're watching very intently for every clue that they give you and that's where the strongest dialogue exists is in that first third of the movie and and so they're giving they're showing off the dialogue and the characters and the way that they're building them that at the same time that they are giving you stuff to keep you interested in terms of the mystery at about a halfway through or half an hour into the movie you kind of get the sense that you probably know what's going on so they just give you your basic fun horror movie executed in a really really good way i mean it's really well executed it's funny it's incredibly violent uh they do they do a great job with that and then right at the point where that's starting to feel rote um and you figured out what's going on you go okay i know what's going on at an hour through the movie you know what's going on but then you don't know where it's going to go next because the characters get to a situation at the end where the, you didn't ever expect when you started watching this movie called cabin in the woods that you would end up in you know with gunfire and and military guys and and the movie by the time you know what's going on all you're interested in is what happens 
next. And so you wonder where it's going to go. And then that keeps you guessing all the way into the last like minute of the film. You go, oh, my gosh, it's going there. And people at the end of the film, they didn't know how to take it. I saw some people in the movie. I heard one person going, and I'm not kidding, one person going, that's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. And the guy after him going, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Um, uh, both of which I think are probably probably hyperbole, but um, it is one of the more entertaining movies of this year. Uh, probably the best I've seen this year, although Avengers looms around the corner. Um so, uh, look, you've probably already seen it. If you're listening to the podcast, I'd love for other people to go out and see it. So, you know how it's doing. Um, it, uh, it has, it looks like it's going to be at about a $40 million, uh, ending, which is not super for a horror film. Um, I'm hoping it does better on DVD word of mouth, get the word out, let people know that they should see it, go see it a second time, which I did. Um, and uh, and maybe this gives you just sort of another appreciation for it. There's uh, much more I could say. It's a discussion I really would want to have with somebody else, and I hope to have it one day. But for now, uh, I just thought I'd throw it in as you know as a cap to what's going on with Pop Off, which is going to come back in a big bad way in a major way this summer. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Pop Off. Trek Off is still coming out on a fairly regular basis, so you can go to trekoffpodcast.com. Stay, stay subscribed to this one. Go to Garrett and RJ go Hollywood.com. Um, uh, which you can actually just find all of it and like podcast.com search EPN on iTunes and it will show up there. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to uh, pop off and uh, I guess for pop off, this is Justin and pop off. <laughs>